Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. I have not done a Nets podcast in a while. I think I think it's been like five games since that Milwaukee Bucks loss. The Nets have been uh, three and two in that time. They lost to Portland. They lost that game to OKC, where basically the entire team minus Harden was out. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. Saw that awesome win versus the Bulls. I wanted to do a reaction that night, but it was a ten o'clock game. It was late as hell. I was like, I can't do this. So no, I had to wait. Anyway. Wish I can come with better news, but unfortunately, we saw what happened last night with Kevin Durant. Now, it could have been worse. That's number one. Try to be half glass full about these injuries. Kevin Durant had an MCL sprain last night as Bruce Brown tried to take a charge and went down and his, I think, left or right hand went on Kevin Durant's knee, pushed it inwards, and yeah, so Kevin Durant's out for a bit now, maybe a month, month and a half, two months, knowing the Nets, they might be they might be a little extra careful with him, of course. You know, they need Kevin Durant to win a championship. We know that. No surprise there. So, um, yeah, there's also some positives to talk about. We'll talk about Dayron Sharp's emergence, Kessler Edwards, and even Cam Thomas the past five games or so. We'll talk about the young guys. We'll talk about the Nets going forward, James Harden looking better. There's a lot to get to. So hopefully you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like. It would help a lot. And let's get into it. So as for the Kevin Durant injury, we'll start there and kind of how long he might be out for and what the Nets have upcoming in the next couple months or so. So... The next 11 out of 17 games, which is until the All-Star break, um, Kyrie Irving can play in those games, so it's going to help, of course. It's a lot better than just having only James Harden and a bunch of role players, of course. So at least Kyrie, for majority of these games, will be able to play. Now, will he stay healthy in that time? Well, I don't know. We already saw him almost get injured in that Portland game. You know, whether it was a dirty play or not, you can be the judge of that yourself. But, um, yeah, we already saw him possibly go down for a little bit, but luckily he didn't miss any time with that. So that was scary. And we saw James Harden come down on his elbow very hard last night after the Kevin Durant injury. And I was like, this game just has to end, man. We can't be doing this no more. So anyway, that's the good news, though. More Kyrie than without Kyrie the next, you know, two weeks or so, or three weeks, I should say, until Kevin Durant is hopefully back. So last year, of course, when Harden and Kyrie played while Kevin Durant was out, the Nets went 16-3. and They were rolling through uh, February and March last year. Kevin Durant missed like half the regular season with a hamstring injury. So yeah, I kind of want to compare it to last year because KD missed a lot of time during the season, around this time, actually. Then he came back for the playoffs and was arguably the best player in the playoffs, minus Giannis, because the Bucks went further and Giannis put up ridiculous numbers but we saw what KD was able to do in that Buck series despite basically being the only healthy star on the Nets uh, in that series so you know Kevin Durant was fine despite coming back from the injury and hopefully this is a similar case because we all know as Nets fans the most important time for the Nets starts in April or late April when the playoffs start it'd be great to have Kevin Durant for the regular season I have yet to witness a Brooklyn or New Jersey Net win an MVP in my lifetime I was hoping this could be the year for it and Kevin Durant had a real shot to win the MVP but if he misses six to eight weeks, it's probably not going to happen. There's guys emerging like Joel Embiid now is playing very well. Um, of course, Giannis is going to be in there. So yeah, I don't expect Kevin Durant to win that anymore. Maybe James Harden, if he has a huge second half, can can do it. But I'm not counting on that. So that's a bit unfortunate as well. But you know, you could put some positives on it. Of course, you know, a that the season's not a uh, season ending. Of course, you know, Kevin Durant should be back by at least March, I would say. So we have that going for us. And there's just less minutes on his body now. Kevin Durant was playing a lot of minutes for the Nets. We know that. A lot of people hate how many minutes he played, myself included in some instances. I think sometimes Steve Nash kind of unnecessarily puts his stars out there. Like we saw uh, last game against the Pelicans. They were up like 25 points in the fourth quarter, and James Harden played like, I would say, nine of the 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, is that really necessary? Like, you have to play James Harden? And like, come on, you can't just bench him and just – 
see what happens. Like if the Pelicans make a little run and, and cut it to 15, put Harden back in. Like what the hell are you doing? So that kind of annoyed me. But yeah, so the people that really want Kevin Durant's minutes cut down, you're gonna get your wish here. So of course you don't want to, uh, you don't want that to happen via injury, but that's the way it happened here. So so basically, Adrian Wojnarowski said this morning that the Nets come out of their All Star break on February 24th. It's a realistic benchmark for Kevin Durant's return. The organization will have caution when it comes to Durant's timeline, of course, and 11 of their next 14 games are on the road. We'll see what happens. But you know, based on how well they played together last year, yes, Joe Harris was healthy at that time. It was a bit different, but just based on how they played last year together, it worked out very well. So I'm hoping as a Nets fan that. They can kind of just, you know, maybe be slightly above 500 in the next 20 games or so. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe go, like, 12 and 10, 13 and 9, something like that. Because there are some tough games coming up for the Nets, unfortunately. And without Kevin Durant, you have to have realistic expectations. Of course, it could be a lot better. Maybe they go 15 and 5. Maybe Kyrie and Harden just gel once again and it works out perfectly. But these home games coming up where Kyrie cannot play is what scares me. Because we've seen some lineups this year where James Harden's the only guy. And James Harden does play very well in those games but like you also worry about where else you're getting offense from but we're also seeing the younger guys starting to play more cam thomas has been a lot better lately so we'll get into that of course but yeah for the nets without kevin durant for the next 15 20 games whatever the hell it's gonna be um it sucks obviously but i'm just very thankful it's not season ending because that would really make me depressed so i'm just happy that we at least will get him back at some point if i had to guess i'll try to make a guess right now when i think he might come back of course that bucks nets game bucks are home February 26th is like that's when we want to have him back but I'm trying to be realistic about this like I would say maybe March 3rd home game against the Miami Heat they have three games off after that maybe they would wait for the next game maybe all right let's go with this March 6th at Boston that would be my guess I don't know I have no idea I'm just gonna guess that Kevin Durant comes back March 6th at Boston I think that's gonna be like a Sunday game I'm pretty sure six o'clock game or no one o'clock game sorry so one o'clock game on a Sunday I believe that is so maybe that's the realistic return for KD I have no idea I'm just guessing here so so once again it's not what you want you don't want your superstar player best player on the team possibly best player in the world to get injured but it is what it is so you know it could be a lot worse and in in a way I'm thankful that it's this just an MCL sprain and not a season ending type injury so I want to get on to some more positive news Cam Thomas the 20 year old rookie a guy who recently in that Spurs game I think was the youngest player since 2018 when it was De'Aaron Fox to make a game-winning shot so that was cool for him but Cam Thomas the past three out of four games here has looked really good just looking at his stat sheet We'll start with the at Portland game when the Nets lost, of course. But in that game, Cam Thomas was 8 of 12, 21 points. He had three rebounds. Then in that game versus OKC, he caught fire. It was mostly in the fourth quarter, but overall, a good game. 33 minutes in that game, one of his highest of the season. 21 points, shot 8 of 18, which is not as efficient, but still fine for a guy who's a scoring guard. And then this past game against New Orleans, played 35 minutes, which might be a season high. Now he played 36 in a game, but still, he's one of his highest of the year. He had 20 points on 9 of 13, shooting a 69.2% field goal percentage and shot 40% from three. So like Cam Thomas, even though he is 20 years old, barely born in 2001. Holy crap, I'm old. But anyway, um, yeah, so Cam Thomas is really starting to come into his own. And, you know, there were some people questioning before the year started, what type of role would Cam Thomas have on this team? But as Nets fans, 
we never, something always goes wrong. We know that. So, of course, now with Kevin Durant out, one of the, if not, probably yeah, the best scorer on the Nets. Who am I kidding? But without him, Cam Thomas has to pick up the slack. But with the way he's played the past four out of five, three out of four games here, he's looked a lot better. So can Cam Thomas pick up some of what Kevin Durant was doing? Hopefully. No one's replacing Kevin Durant entirely. We know that. But if Cam Thomas can play like this and continue to play, continue to play with confidence, then, hey, Maybe we have something here. Maybe he can help carry the offense in home games, especially when Kyrie Irving is not active. Next, we have another guy, a rookie, who was also a big surprise for this Nets team. I did not expect much from him this year, admittedly, but he's actually younger than Cam Thomas by a month. It's Dayron Sharp, and Sharp coming out of UNC, there was things to like, of course. You know, his touch around the basket had good hands, a good passer for a big man. Um, he was very good at boxing out, crashing the boards. There was things to like, but... I did not expect him to overtake a lot of guys on this rotation death chart, if you will. You know, coming into the year, he was behind LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, some other guy I'm forgetting now. You can put James Johnson in the center if you want. I don't care. But, like, there was a lot of guys that Dayron Sharp had to overcome. Nick Claxton as well. Now, Claxton has an injury, so he's out for a bit. Not long-term, I don't believe. But, anyway... He's played a lot more the past four games or so here, and it starts with the at the Portland Trailblazers game where he shot six of six, had 14 points, seven rebounds, two assists, three blocks in that game, and he's just been such a difference maker for this Nets team. Like, James Harden and the Nick Claxton pick and roll game sometimes works out perfectly, but Nick Claxton is not just, he's not a generally a pick and roll type guy. I just don't view Nick Claxton like that. You know, Nick Claxton playing at Georgia was a guy that was supposed to be like this point forward, ball in his hands a lot, and he's had to make this adjustment in the NBA to being a guy that's more of a role player, more of a slasher, more of just a finisher at the rim as compared to what he was in college, but De'Aaron Sharp at least always had this role of being that pick and roll guy, and he's worked out very well with James Harden so far. I mentioned how Dayron Sharp has great hands. So when James Harden gives him those tough passes with a little velocity on him, you see Dayron Sharp come down with it. He's very good at just angling his shots off the backboard, really good at finishing at the rim. So, you know, he was great in that first game. Then he plays at Chicago, the Nets blowout game. He started in that game, I believe, had 20 points. He had seven rebounds. He played 22 minutes, 10 of 14 shooting, so he was very effective in that game, had a block as well. Then in that Thunder game two games ago, he played 20 minutes, only four points. I mean, didn't do much, six rebounds, one block, one assist, so that wasn't really a great game for him. But the last game here, the one against the Pelicans that we saw last night, he played 27 minutes, six of 14, which is not great for a center, but he did have 12 points. He had 10 rebounds, had a block, so he's just been a difference maker so far. He's not going to end up being the best center in the NBA this year. It's not going to happen, right? But if De'Ron Sharp can just be a solid role piece, because one of my biggest concerns with this Nets roster was not having enough natural centers. And part of me still wants to trade for one or maybe sign one who gets waived um, at some point this year. But part of me also wants to believe that maybe De'Ron Sharp is that guy. He's still just 20 years old, barely 20. But maybe De'Ron Sharp's that guy who can just be our 15, 20 minute per game center who switches off with Nick Claxton and can be that pick and roll guy with James Harden can finish at the basket get the offensive rebounds because he's been such a good offensive rebounder I mean honestly Daron Sharp has kept so many possessions alive there was one last night where I think he had two offensive rebounds in the same possession and it kicked out to Kevin Durant for a straightaway three-pointer and he made it so just keeping possessions alive like that Daron Sharp's been unbelievable in that category so I don't know if he can keep that up but I've been very surprised so far so 
I, I think De'Aaron Sharp, though, fits an important piece to this Nets team that we were missing. Just that natural center, that guy who can catch lobs, roll to the basket, finish at the rim with, with ease, offensive rebounder. Really good at boxing out, by the way. I love that about his game. He's a good passer. He had that one pass last night where I think he was under the basket, got the rebound maybe. It was, I think it was a play out of a timeout, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, he got the ball like basically under the basket and just threw like this one-handed like underhand pass to Patty Mills for a three-pointer. Like He just... Very crafty with the ball in his hands for his center, I must say. So, you know, I don't know if De'Ron Sharp's going to be that guy being the starting center in the playoffs and whatnot, but it's a great story so far. I wouldn't mind if the Nets traded for another natural center, a guy that plays De'Ron Sharp's role, so we don't have to rely on him that much. Because, you know, relying on a 20-year-old center rookie, late first-round pick to you know, be that guy in the playoffs is a lot to ask for, but maybe this is who he is. I don't know. Maybe this could be the day run sharp we see the rest of the year. So I don't know if the Nets want to count on that, but hey, he's been very impressive so far. And it's it's great to see how well this Sean Marks rookie class here in 2021 slash 2022 is playing so far. Even Kessler Edwards, the other rookie, the second round pick out of Pepperdine, um, he's been playing well recently too, the last three games or so. I mean, he's been playing 29 minutes, 25 minutes, and 37 minutes in this past game. Um, he had 16 points in this last game, actually. Shot 6 of 10 yesterday, 4 of 5 from 3, which is great. 2 assists, 6 rebounds, 16 points. I mean, he's another guy that, like, I was not expecting anything from this year whatsoever, but he's come in here and he's produced. He's a guy that's lanky, can play good defense, uh, can defend multiple positions. He's been a good shooter. I think he's shooting 41% from three so far this year. And honestly, he's got some sneaky bounce. Like, I had no idea he can jump that high. He had that one putback dunk, I think, two games ago, the uh, OKC game. It was crazy. It was like a one-handed putback dunk. I was, like, not expecting that. So to see him play at this level, though, has been very encouraging so far, and hopefully the Nets have found something here. He's an older rookie, 21 years old for this team, so... But just the past three games, he's been playing more, as I mentioned, you know, the first game at Chicago, shot four of eight, nine points. He had three steals in that game, which is great. And I remember in that Bulls game, the Nets were down like 8-4. It was early, but he hit like a big straight-on three-pointer, make it 8-7. Just big shots like that that kind of helped the momentum uh, swing in the Nets' favor. So I liked what I saw in that game. The OKC game, you know, it wasn't as great. Shot 40% from the field, 4 of 10, 0 of 3 from three-point range. But he did have nine points, two rebounds. It just wasn't the best Kessler Edwards game. He had a big block in that game, I think, too. He came from behind on somebody and just swatted it to like the fifth row behind the basket. So that was cool. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's another guy where I don't know if Kester Edwards, when Joe Harris comes back, will play a whole lot, but just he's at least shown he could be a part of the rotation in the playoffs. I do think that. Like, I think as a bench piece, maybe Kester Edwards, until Joe Harris comes back, should be playing at least 20 minutes per game. Um, you know, I don't know if he'll slow down or hit a rookie wall at some point, but, you know, right now, at least he's been playing well. He's been a positive impact to this Nets team. And with Kevin Durant out, you're going to see more of Kessler Edwards by default. So if he can hopefully come in here and just give a solid 20, 25 minutes per night, it would help this team greatly going forward while KD is absent from the lineup. So I also wanted to talk about Patty Mills and James Harden. We'll start with Patty Mills here. So he had a very rough stretch for a while here. Outside of that Clippers game, um, he had a five-point game, a zero-point game, a six-point game, a three-point game. He was playing terrible for about four out of five games. Then he started to pick it up recently. He had a bad game at Portland as well, one of five, three points. But 
He played very well at that game at Chicago when the big three played. He had a lot more open shots, which was very noticeable, of course. Made some corner threes. He was shooting 7 of 10 in that game, 6 of 8 from 3, 21 points in that game. Then Steve Nash gave him off for the Oklahoma City game the night after the Bulls game. Then he played last night, 29 minutes, 7 of 13 shooting, 21 points, and he shot 42% from 3, 3 of 7. So right now, Steve Nash looks like a genius for that move, giving... Patty Mills that night off. He looked a lot better last night. And, you know, he's a big part of this team as well. If he, if Kevin Durant's out, of course, for a while, which he will be, a guy like Patty Mills has to continue the good shooting because the Nets, if they don't shoot well from three, they are not a very good offense. We've seen that before since Joe Harris has been out. So you start to wonder, a guy like Patty Mills who runs around a lot, definitely exerts a lot of energy, how tired he was at some points. And maybe he does need more rest days going forward. But if Patty Mills can shoot the ball well, that'll definitely help this offense a lot. We need a lot of games him where he puts up 15 points 20 points somewhere around there nights where he randomly puts up 28 32 points like sometimes that'll happen as well so we need more of those good Patty Mills games not the bad ones but I also want to talk about James Harden who in the past like 10 or 11 games or so has just looked like a different guy and, and thankfully because I don't want to act like James Harden was having the worst season ever but it just wasn't what we were accustomed to seeing from James Harden from his time in Brooklyn last year his time in Houston of course and you're starting to wonder oh is this man declining this is not good we traded like a bunch of first round picks for the guy we need him to be good for this championship run hopefully if we get there so the past 11 games or so ever since he came back for that game at the Lakers when he came out of protocol so he played that game at Atlanta the Nets had that eight point win then he played at the Lakers had a great game played at the Clippers had an even better game then he played versus the Sixers had another good game not the most efficient game but the Nets lost that game of course then there was that game home versus the Clippers had a 34 point night he did shoot nine of 20 it, it was a loss, but James Harden did look better in that game. Just when you watch James Harden, you know the you just see the explosiveness is there. He's finishing at the rim better. It, it just looks different for him, and he looks like he's getting more guys involved. He had a 16 assist game at Chicago, had a 15 assist game last night, a 12 assist game in that Sunday morning game versus Spurs. Like he has just looked a lot better, and and thankfully because if the Nets want to make this title run, James Harden has to be right. I don't think the Nets get to where they want to get. You know, obviously we we need. Kyrie Irving back that's a big part of it but we also need the good version of James Harden like the past four games he's played very well and he had that nice stretch so if he plays the way he has the past 11 games or so there's been some rough games in there that game at Milwaukee or the game versus Milwaukee at home sorry which was the 12 point loss and they were down by a lot more than 12 but he had a rough night there. He didn't have the best game versus Indiana. Had a pretty rough game versus Memphis, if I remember. So there was a little stretch in there. He wasn't that great. But overall, he has looked a lot better the past 11, 10 games. So we're thankful for that. And we definitely need him because, you know, as I said, if James Harden is not James Harden, it's going to be tough for this Nets team to get to where they want to get. So we need James Harden back. And uh, it seems like he's in better shape now. You can just visually see like there's more muscle on him now. It's, it seems like there's less weight he's carrying. So that's definitely a good thing. So not to body shame anybody, but you can tell James Harden was not the same guy he looked like a, a few years ago at Houston. So, and now it looks like he's getting in better shape. We need that, of course. So there are some positives and hopefully as time goes on, you know, James Harden does shoot the ball better, which he has recently. For example, in December, he shot 27% from three. This month in January, he's shooting 33% from three. So right there, you see just a big improvement. So hopefully going forward, we see that same James Harden, even his field goal percentage went up by a point, which, you know, it's not that many, but it helps. So, you know, we're, we're seeing a better version of Harden. We have to have it come playoff time. And if he keeps trending in this direction, hopefully we get to where we want to get with him as our starting point guard. So, 
that'll pretty much do it. I want to go over the schedule, as I always do, to close things out here to see who the Nets have coming up here in recent games. So they play a, a weird time, 3 o'clock tomorrow. I think it's Martin Luther King Day, actually. That's probably why. But they play at Cleveland tomorrow, 3 p.m. game. Then they're at the Wizards. Then they're at the Spurs. And they're at the Timberwolves. It's not the toughest road trip, honestly. And you should get Kyrie Irving for you know most of these games, if not all of them. So that's good news. The Cavaliers are playing very well. They have a bunch of big men that are very tough, of course. So, of course, Jared Allen's having a great year. Shout out to Jared Allen. But, you know, they might out-rebound the hell out of us and make that game difficult. So that game kind of scares me. But we should handle the Wizards, should handle the Spurs, should handle the Timberwolves for the most part. So I think the T-Wolves are playing better, if I remember correctly. But still, I, I think we should handle at least three of these games, hopefully. So if we go th- if we go three and one, I'll be satisfied. Anything less, you know, it's a bit of a disappointment. Hopefully 4-0 is what we get. So I'll probably talk to you guys at some point, maybe after that Timberwolves game next Sunday. We play the Lakers on the next Tuesday there. So yeah, I'll probably do a video after that Timberwolves game. So we'll see what happens on this road trip here. Let's hope that Kyrie stays healthy, James Harden stays healthy, and we have no more big injuries because right now it's getting crazy. You know, having KD out, having Joe Harris, Aldridge, it's just, you know, Nick Claxton. It's just a lot of guys that are important to this team are not playing right now. And we need it. So we'll see what happens here on this road trip. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. And I'll talk to you guys next time.